0: Dennis Gonzalez, good to see you. You too, Brian. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Yeah, and as we start this episode, um, I think we both are still um, working through our, our grief over the loss of a dear colleague of ours, Brian Smith, uh, who passed away earlier this fall uh, really unexpectedly, and I think um, it would be appropriate to dedicate this episode to him.
0: That's a great idea. It is, it's a huge loss, and I know we're going to talk about the Ministry Identity Assessment and... Really, uh, that whole project is a tribute to Brian Smith. That he's, he's the one who initiated and led the, the project for so long, it's appropriate that we do
1: that. Yeah, he really put a lot of uh, time, effort, and passion into the mission identity assessment, and, and that is what we're going to talk about. Um, so are you ready to go? I am. This one's for Brian. This is Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association of the United States. I'm your host, Brian Reardon. And with me in studio is Dennis Gonzalez. He is Senior Director for Mission Integration and Innovation with CHA. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Paul Voda. He is with the University of St. Thomas. He's an associate professor, and he's been consulting CHA on the Ministry Identity Assessment, and we'll get to Paul in just a moment. Uh, But first, Dennis, uh, I guess let's start with very basics. What is a Ministry Identity Assessment? Uh, I think Many of our listeners may be familiar with what they do with their own systems as far as that but give us kind of the the ministry identity assessment 101 if you will.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um very good question. Good good place to start. So, you know, in healthcare as you know, Brian, we love to measure things. We have all kinds of metrics and dashboards. If you've ever seen a nursing dashboard, it's like it's like a Christmas tree. Um so we why would we not measure our uh, mission and values in action? why would we not measure our uh, Catholic identity? And so really it's a tool that has been developed by CHA in collaboration with others to uh, help healthcare ministries, Catholic healthcare ministries, assess where that ministry is on certain core commitments that all of us have made as a Catholic healthcare ministry. And
1: who reads the identity assessments.
0: Right. So the assessments produce uh, a report um, that is uh, the final report, and that final report is definitely uh, for the senior team for that ministry or that health system. Uh, The mission leader uh, for that health system, uh, whether it's the regional mission leader or the system mission leader, is going to be very interested in what that report says. Uh, The board of directors for the ministry will be very interested. The sponsor would would like to know uh, how the ministry is faring in terms of mission values and Catholic identity. And quite honestly, uh, the local bishop um, is also interested in the
1: results of these assessments. And my understanding is a lot of our members have been doing an assessment of some sort for many, many years. So this is not a new process, but I think what's relatively new is CHA kind of coming up with a standard way to do it so that there, we can start benchmarking. Can you talk, tell me a little bit about how, ACHA hey, got involved. Again, we are not directly a ministry. We, we support our members that are ministries of the church, and they've been doing these assessments. So why do we even get involved in all this?
0: Right. So actually, you know, ministry identity assessments, when you think about the history of most of our ministries, which are over 150 years, are relatively new from that perspective. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the, the sisters— generally ran everything. Mm -hmm. And so the local bishops uh, didn't have any concern around the Catholicity of those ministries because the nuns were running them and they knew the nuns, they love the nuns, they trust the nuns. Um, But as as the number of sisters has drastically diminished and it's really lay people that are running the ministries now, um, there needed to be a way to demonstrate to the institutional church and now to the sponsors who are the sisters, to to assess the uh, Catholic identity of that organization. So um, I guess from that perspective, it has become increasingly important. Um, There have been other tools, the Catholic Identity Matrix, for example, uh, developed by St. Thomas University and Ascension, where Dr. Voida is from. Um, was used extensively. And so the the CHA tool, which by the way is version two, so this is the second version, mm-hmm. uh, has been revised uh, so that it is expected and intended to be the agreed upon assessment that all Catholic healthcare will utilize.
1: Yeah. And before I bring Paul into the conversation, um, the other thing we've done differently with our ministry identity assessment is we moved it all online. It used to be a, a 400 and something page manual. A lot of work went into that. It's now all digital.
0: Yeah, that's one of the awesome things. Um I remember doing the Catholic Identity Matrix years ago when I was a regional mission VP and we had the, you know, we had these enormous uh, binders and manuals like that you mentioned. We had these binders with just reams and reams of paper that we had to literally ship via UPS around. Um now CHA has made a, a huge strategic investment uh in the construction of a of a virtual platform where everything is now housed in one digital location. It is amazing. It is meant to be easy to use. Uh, We don't have to use so much paper. Everything's self-contained. And really it's, it's a tool that we can hand over to a ministry and say, here's the tool. Um, you know, exec- execute the process, and
1: they can customize it a little bit too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it really is a cool tool. I've I've seen some demos of it, and uh, it really is cool. So let's bring in uh, again, Dr. Paul Voida. He is associate professor at the University of Saint Thomas. Uh, Paul has been consulting CHA. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Uh, you're up there in Minnesota, and you've been having some weather issues.
2: Yes, we have. Uh, thanks, Brian. Good, to, good to be with you this afternoon, um, and of course, always good to be with Dennis, with whom I've been working very closely over the last six months. And uh, and also, let me just add that um, I think it's a register of how influential uh, and uh, strong a leader Brian Smith was, that even though I really only worked with him for a relatively short amount of time, his uh, his sudden passing has been just uh, personally very, very uh, difficult, uh, along with everybody else. But uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're dedicating this uh, uh, episode to him.
1: Oh, thanks, Paul. So, Paul, my first question, um, really give us kind of an overview. Uh, uh, Dennis spoke to the sort of the why, but it's it's a process. And really, how does it, in, in kind of uh, simple terms, I don't know how simple you can make, but this is really a tool that is, is pretty um, stringent in, in those who are using the tool, uh, really have to devote a lot of time and effort and a process. Can you kind of give us an overview of what is entailed in doing a ministry identity assessment using this tool?
2: Sure. Uh, I'll try not to get too deep in the weeds here. Um, uh, I, I think it, it all starts with the seven core commitments that are identified in the uh, statement of shared identity for Catholic healthcare. Um, everything from uh, serve as a ministry of the church, uh, uh, act on behalf of the poor and vulnerable, uh, good stewardship, and so forth. So it starts with those seven core commitments that define, if you will, the the, the fundamental principles uh, of Catholic identity and Catholic healthcare. And what the tool essentially does is is say, okay, let's start with these seven core commitments, right? Um, Look at your own organization, look at your own ministry. Um, How deeply, how broadly are these seven core commitments embedded in your everyday activities, in your organizational structure, Um, and in your your management structure. Now, if that's the overarching question, right, how deeply and broadly these seven core commitments are embedded in your daily activities, the question is, well, how how do I go about measuring? Mm -hmm. As, As Dennis said, it's all about measurement, right? How do I go about answering that question, right? So, enter the Baldridge scoring uh, process the Baldridge
1: maturity framework these are all technical terms and let me let me pause or just I think most people are familiar with the Baldridge that's the usually started I think with the Department of Commerce and really was used by a lot of fortune 500 companies to measure their performance so the, the Baldridge criteria is really kind of a standard of excellence for uh, companies across the. US correct That's correct. And what um, what CHA is doing, what the Ministry Identity
2: Assessment Tool is doing, is using an adapted version of the Baldridge uh, Excellence Performance Excellence Framework. Um, and so, if, if for those who are familiar with that, and even for those who aren't, um, it's simply a staged way of investigating how uh, deeply, how broadly your organization has embedded um the seven core commitments uh, of catholic healthcare in its in its uh, operational structures um so it, just to take one specific example right uh, the the very first stage of the scoring framework asks you know whether the seven core commitments are present in your foundational documents your mission vision value statement your strategic plan all relevant um Documents, policy documents, for example. Um, So that's where one starts. You end up the end of the by the end of the process. You're you're asking far more specific questions about um, having to do with the impact. Are you actually having the kind of impact uh, that you your foundational documents say you're having? For example, most catholic healthcare ministries are committed to improving the health and well-being of the communities they serve right well are you measuring that are you doing it are you achieving it how do you know um are you are you checking up on this regularly um so the most mature organizations are ones that are doing that doing it on a regular basis and are constantly looking to to improve their performance so in a nutshell the ministry identity assessment Gives you kind of the diagnostical diagnostic tool, the structure to ask some very uh, specific questions related to how well your uh, ministry is is performing on the basis of those seven core commitments of Catholic healthcare.
1: And would um, those using the tool? Uh... Bring in data from, for example, uh, patient satisfaction scores, a community health needs assessment. I mean, it's it's not starting from scratch, right? It's taking right. what they may be already measuring and then framing it really uh, around the core commitments.
2: Absolutely, as Dennis said, you know the ministries are, have been have been really doing assessments um, for a long time, um, and as, as you yourself said, Brian, it, it's maybe it hasn't been as systematic, it hasn't been as uniform across the healthcare ministries. Um, as as the ministry identity assessment hopefully might make it um so yeah there's all sorts of quantitative data in the form of of patient satisfaction uh surveys but there's also also room for anecdotal uh data as well the stories that um are told about the founding of different ministries the founding members founding figures significant Uh, historical episodes and so forth that that are going to get baked into the identity of a place and that are inseparable from it.
1: So that's all data as well. So it's not only quantitative. And I imagine they would look at uh, the type of formation programs they do, how they uh, basically work with their own colleagues within their system in really bringing forth the charism of their founding orders, of the heritage of that, that. That's all part of it as well. And that's huge, I
2: would say, uh, Brian, and maybe uh, Dennis could, could add something he wants here. But one of the major differences between the Ministry Identity Assessment and the, the other uh, assessment tools that have been developed, including the one I worked on for over a decade at St. Thomas, is the amount of attention, time and attention, that the ministry, uh, that the CHA tool gives to formation, right? So there's uh, seven meetings that uh, the ministry identity assessment overall comprises. And um, there's a significant amount of formation so that it's not just about telling people uh, what the seven core commitments of Catholic healthcare ministry are, but really sitting with them and asking, what is it? what do they mean? And what do they mean for us? And uh Um, How might we more fully live them out? Right. So it's this is not a kind of one and done thing. It's meant to be a an ongoing formational process uh, over over the long haul.
1: And obviously, I understand um, as this process begins, you're going to have mission leaders within the systems really taking uh, a very front and center role in that. But they're not alone. Paul, can you talk a little bit about what does a team look like that's put together to get a ministry identity assessment up and going?
2: Sure. It all starts with uh, what we call a dyad. Um, That's the mission leader and an operational leader. Um, And they together uh, put together a series of core commitment committees that each of which is assigned to a specific core commitment. And on each of those seven core commitment committees, there will be and and, and should be as broadly representative a sample of individuals from across the organization as possible. Because obviously, if the goal is to assess how deeply and broadly uh, the seven core commitments are embedded throughout the organization – then the more representative uh the uh, people at the table the better uh so that will include not only senior administrative leaders um but senior medical staff leaders senior uh, you know the um, uh, uh, cmo cno but then also the cfo the cio uh folks from hr um there's really no one who uh, is excluded, if you will. Uh, the, the principle is broad representation.
1: And so if I'm a, a member of uh, a system and my mission executive taps you on the shoulders and says, hey, I want you to be part of this mission identity assessment process, what advice would you give to that that CFO, that CMO who's been asked to participate in this process?
2: Well, first of all, I think the, uh, the tendency among many people who are invited to participate in this is uh, uh, is well. First of all, I ask, well, why me? <laughs> it's like, what do I know? Uh, and what do I have to contribute? And the quick answer to that is a lot. Uh, there's a experiential component to this, right? There's no one's experience that is irrelevant here to contributing to this assessment process. So, um, my advice would be, don't sell yourself short. Um, you you may know more than you think about. Uh, and have more to say and more to contribute to an assessment of your or your ministry than you than you realize um the, the second temptation um that we find is that people think of the assessment um and especially because it has this scoring component within it hmm. as a kind of competition right the, the whole idea is to win um as, as if you're playing a kind of a game or a competitive um uh, sport and that's not really the 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 point and so uh it's it's about assessment it's about identifying your own performance and being able to identify you know where first of all you're you're doing well right as where as well as where there are some opportunities for improvement right so the, the second big piece of 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 um advice is always um think of yourself more like a coach whose helping whose intention is to help the organization perform at its highest rather than a player trying
1: to compete or for a prize. Hmm, I like that. Let me bring Dennis back into the conversation. So, um Dennis, you you've heard Paul talk about the process. Um what do you what do you think um, this new model Uh, That we've come up with, I guess, version 2.0. How will that benefit our members in in Catholic healthcare as a whole? Well, first of
0: all, it's an excellent opportunity, as Paul was just describing, for the ministry leaders to uh, really get get a full understanding of the great work that the ministry is doing. Uh, In our experience. uh, these assessments, when the teams come together and they, and they look at the data and they, they have conversations around the seven core commitments and what does it look like on the, in the daily lives of their staff, in the end, these are generally moments of celebration, mm-hmm. right? So many of the people who participate, non-mission people, right, um, clinicians and other folks, they are just blown away and stunned. What we, what we tend to hear is, wow, I didn't know we did that. I didn't know we had that. Um, so first and foremost, it's a great opportunity for the ministries to get a full appreciation of all the good work that they do. It's also an opportunity for them to identify areas where they could do better, which is one of the, one of the purposes, as Paul was explaining. And another great benefit as we continue to do these assessments across the ministry is uh, CHA will be in a position to uh, share best practices. Um, so that other ministries can learn from, from one another on, you know, maybe maybe Ministry A is doing a great job in this area. Maybe Ministry B can learn from that experience and vice versa. So it's really an opportunity to share best practices across the ministry.
1: Yeah, and and just to kind of reiterate what you were saying earlier, it really is a reaffirmation of the work we do, and it gives you that chance to kind of step back and say, okay, there's a lot of good that our particular health system and the ministry as a whole is doing to improve health and, again, further the healing mission of Jesus. Exactly, exactly. And that's Dr. Dennis Gonzalez. Senior Director for Mission Integration and Innovation with CHA. Thanks for being with us, Dennis. And also Dr. Paul Voida. He is Associate Professor at the University of St. Thomas, coming to us from Minnesota. Paul, thanks for being with us.
2: Good to be here, Brian. Thanks for the invite.
1: And this has been another episode of Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association of the United States. I'm your host, Brian Reardon. Our producer is Josh Matica. Our engineer is Brian Hartman at Clayton Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. You can listen and download Health Calls on all of your favorite podcast apps and at the CHA website, chausa.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.